You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back into the Lake Show News Talk. 830-WCCO, Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs. Final show that we do together. Until after the new year. Thanks for listening to the show the entire year. Uh, thanks for listening now tonight. I got a whole lot to talk about here over the course of the next three hours. We got a ton of football that we'll get to both gopher football related and congratulations to PJ Fleck and the Gophers for winning the, uh, the pinstripe bowl earlier today against Syracuse. They didn't cover. So hopefully, hopefully Tubbsy didn't have any any money that was lost on the on the bowl game, but uh, but congratulations to, to to the Golden Gophers for winning that bowl game. We'll talk plenty of Golden Gopher football um, a little bit later with Daniel House, uh, Gopher Guru. We'll check in with him a little bit later, but also uh, we'll talk plenty of Minnesota Vikings football um, because it's it's Packer Week and the, the Green Bay Packers. They're fired up. They are uh, the Vegas favorite team, which I know a lot of people are confused about that. I'm not surprised by that at all. It makes sense to me. But I think that there's one member of the Packers that's opened up his mouth, and he's really putting, I think, a little bit more pressure on the Packers. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But I wanted to start tonight's show with the, uh, I think it's it's the news of the day, with regards to um, the greatest soccer player ever, Pele passing away at the age of eighty two. Um, when you think of a sport, and you think of the face of the sport, I think of soccer and I think of Pele. Now, clearly, he was before my time. But that doesn't matter at all, okay? And the reason why I say that is because he was such a star, such on a legendary level, okay, that it doesn't matter when you watched him in the moment of when it was his heyday or not, you know how great he was, Okay. And I've talked to friends that have played professionally, and they just, that's the GOAT for soccer players is Pele. Now, I know that we live in a world now where we talk about Messi and uh, Ronaldo and all these guys. They all look to him. Okay. And he passed away today at the age of 82 after a battle with uh, colon cancer. And when I, when I thought about him earlier today, and I saw the story, the thing that stood out to me 
is when I think about my life in the here and now, and I think about growing up and being a sports fan, okay? Because everybody has a different level of, 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 of fandom. Some people are just massive sports fans. Some others are just kind of casual. I'm a massive sports fan. The first thing that I started to think about was, that's another legendary figure that has passed away. That is another legendary figure that everybody around the world acknowledges, and now they're gone. The last time that I had this specific feeling, okay, was when Muhammad Ali passed away. Not when Kobe passed away, because remember now, it's it's at least in my mind, it's different when a young person has a tragic accident. Okay? And I'm not saying that, that tomorrow's, you know, something that we know is gonna come to us. Cause nothing's guaranteed in this life. But my 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 thought around it was I remember when I saw the news break that Muhammad Ali had passed away. I remember being in my apartment in Kansas City. It was late night, and it was this 24-7 ESPN nonstop after that. And I think the same thing about um, Pele here today. And that so many people will look at his stardom and who he was and know that we'll never see the likes of Opele again. There's going to be a lot of other phenomenal soccer stars, right? But I don't know that there will ever be somebody that will be looked upon and put on the pedestal like Pele. I just don't. Like, I know that we we love Messi. I know that Ronaldo, he gets a lot of shine. Um, who's the young kid now from um, from France? Mbappe? Everybody looks at him, and they, they look, there's so many great stars. There's only one here. This is the face of the sport. I, I and think, I think man. he'll forever be the face of the sport. The same yeah. way that when we talk about boxing, I think that the face of boxing is Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I do. And people will say, well, okay, do, why? Well, I, I think that there's layers to it with Muhammad Ali. I think it's not only the what he did in the ring but also outside of the ring. I think that people looked at how classy Pele was, and they're like, they'll forever remember him as the face of soccer. I think it's also because he was one of those recognizable names. I knew nothing about soccer when I was a kid, but I knew the name Pele, and I knew that Pele played soccer. I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know a a forward from a a back defenseman, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I know, I still know nothing about soccer. But I do know about Pele, and he he was one of those people, Henry, that even though he was Brazilian, like he made his way into the mainstream in the United States when soccer really wasn't global that icon. Global icon. Yep. I mean, you can go anywhere and know who Pele is, and that that's a hard thing to do, especially considering the era that it happened. Like now with social media, yeah, you know about all of these great athletes. But to know about somebody of that stature 
when the only way to know was to be a fan. But I, I think, mean, but there's a difference. I think that th- there's there's something about Paley that stands out, in that he was the global icon for sport that in America we hadn't gotten to quite yet. Like yeah, it was, that, yeah. it, it was played here, but it wasn't the same here. Like it's different now. Like we are like people love soccer now here, but around the world back in his day, that was it. The beautiful game. Yeah. Now we get it. Now we understand it. I still don't think, though, I still don't think it's where it should be or where it could be. I I think, to me, on the sports landscape, soccer is still significantly behind a a lot of other sports. But it's because in America, we just have it differently. Right. We don't have baseball all over the globe like that. It's in a lot of different places. No, yeah. But it's not every single place. The NFL, football, it like... American football is not all over the globe. No, I mean yeah. they, they tried in NFL Europe, and that didn't it didn't work. And you can see how the NFL and that's why. Yeah, you know, the NFL is trying to expand, you know, all over. I mean, we see the games in Europe, we see the games in Mexico. You know, you've got the Canadian Football League, but you, you don't have a sport that is played worldwide the way that soccer is. But I feel like because we've got other sports options here. Soccer kind of got a late start, and it's always kind of kind of be lagging behind. But I do feel like Pele is just a name that even if people don't know his the humanitarian side of him, you just you know the name, you recognize the name. There are people that may not know a damn thing about what he accomplished in soccer at mm-hmm. all, but they know that he was a soccer star. That's that's just, that, that's, it. that's just the power of that's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's just the power of yeah. it. But there's another angle that I want to talk about and discuss, and this is something I think can resonate with anybody out there listening to the show. Because with Pele passing away at the age of 82, it really makes you think about your mortality. But I've been actually thinking about that all week long, and I'll tell you why coming up next year on The Lake Show. All right, something that I have been thinking about for a few days – and it hit me again earlier this morning when the news broke that Pele had passed away at the age of 82, is thinking of your mortality and the fact that tomorrow's not promised to any one of us, okay? 82 is not promised to everybody. There will be young people that will die today, tomorrow, every single day, and there will be people that will Hey, they will they will get to be older. Okay? But the thing that you can't do is take for granted that you have time. And I've been thinking a lot more about that this week because as you guys know, I went to Atlanta to go do Christmas with family. Um I have um a younger cousin. She's just like a couple years younger than me that's recovering from colon cancer. Okay? So, you know, we, or at least I'm not taking for granted her health because you never know the twists and turns, especially when you're dealing with cancer, okay? But beyond that, when I was in Atlanta, me and my father and my sister, we went to go visit an aunt of mine and a cousin that we hadn't seen in years, or at least I hadn't personally seen in years. My sister hadn't either. 
And and when I say years, I'm talking about well over a decade. And so I hadn't been in Atlanta in quite some time. And we stopped by and we sat with her and we talked in just the hug. And just being able to look into her eyes and she's talking about how proud she is of me and um, seeing the newspaper clippings and uh, seeing the, the clips from, you know, TV hits and stuff like that. Like, it meant a lot. But what meant so much to me was being there in her presence and the love that was surrounding us and me in that moment saying, I'm thankful. And I was saying I'm thankful because I felt like I made it to a place to be with somebody that I love and that maybe for so many years I took for granted I would get back there not knowing if I would. Do you guys get what I'm saying? I think that we live every single day and we think about our friends and our family and we do take for granted And I know it's just human nature that we do this. So I understand. I get it. That we're going to see that person. That we'll pick up that phone and we'll talk to that person. That we will text that person. And as you get older, that's not a given. There's so much that's happened in the pandemic. I think that we all should look at each other and be like, we're still here. And... You know, I think for me at least, when I think in that way, I think about so many times here in the last couple of months when I hop on social media and I see, like, for instance, I'll use Facebook as an example. I'm not a big-time Facebooker. I'm, I'm, I pop on every now and then, but I'm not a regular person that's posting things or whatever. But you know what I have seen here the last two, three months? I'm seeing people my age or younger that I've known or hadn't seen in a while, and they passed away. And I'm like, damn, I can't believe this, right? And that's the reality of our lives is that we can't take for granted that tomorrow that person that you love or that person that you appreciate or that person that um, that you're connected to that you'll talk to them or see them. It's not like, so like me and Chris, we we work together. We don't talk or text every single day. Like we do a show together. But like he has vacation. He had some downtime. I had vacation. I've got some downtime. I left him the hell alone. He left me the hell alone, right? <laughs> That's and the so best now, way. And so now we're doing the, the radio show. But But I guess my point is that I didn't get emotional. But in like outwardly emotional, but inside I was emotional when I saw my aunt because it had been way too long. Yeah, it's while good in theory, we talk about wanting to live in the here and now, and that's great. But it is hard to also think about the future and what you can do now to appreciate what you won't have. You know, down the road, if that makes any sort of sense, it it is, Henry, kind of a reality check when you do see people that 
are your age and, and you and I, I mean, you're a couple of years older than I am, but we're, you know, we come from, I think the, the same Gen X mold that I was telling you that I had a 10 year class reunion. I graduated in 93. And then it's like, you had a 20 year class reunion. You're like, whatever happened to blah, blah. Oh, you know, they passed away. And then you start hearing more. It's like, I remember that person as they once were, and now they're not here anymore. And I think when you take it and, you know, like you were saying, when you go somewhere to see your family, like you remember your aunt as she was and you see her now. And it's just, you kind of think about all that time that you missed and all of those things that you didn't do in that time before. And then you kind of have the sense of regret. You're like, man, I, I wish I would have talked to you more, even though they're still here. You're like, man, I wish I would have talked more. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. Yeah. And there's only so much making up for that time that you, that you can do. But I think it's just, I think it's just human nature, how you're feeling. I know. I'm just, I'm thankful that I was able to see her. Like yeah. I was, we were in Atlanta to, to spend time with each other. Um, and specifically my cousin, but when I got an opportunity to sit there for a couple of hours with my dad and my sister, see my aunt Hazel, that was, um, that meant everything. And to be able to check in with my, my cousin in New York and be like, man, I just, I just left aunt Hazel's house. That, that meant the world to me. And that, uh, I, that for me, that was the highlight of 2022 for me. That was the highlight of this specific year. Well, it, it, it's things that mean the most to you. It's those intangible things. And those are the things you can't put the price tag on. And as you get older, I think that those, like you're saying, that it means more to you because you're, you know, you're into more of, of the of the non-possessive things. Yep. All right. So we will take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather with Paul Douglas, and then coming up next, um, George Santos, the politician that everybody is talking about. And I just have one question for the listening audience, which we will get to next year on The Lake Show. George Santos has been in the news for the last, what, week and a half? And if you don't know by now, you should know who George Santos is. Um... I didn't know who this dude was till like a week and a half. I'll be completely honest. Do we really know who he is quite yet? I don't even know who he is. He doesn't even know who he is. Just recently elected to Congress. (laughs) He has been outed as a massive liar. He makes Herschel Walker look like a truth teller. Seriously. This guy is unbelievable what he has stated. So he has made false claims over the years about his family history, Mm -hmm. his work history, his education. This guy should not be seated in Congress. Okay, it just but this is the question that I have for the listening audience. At 651-461-9226. What job, honestly, and I, and I mean this, I, what job can a person lie to this degree and still not get fired? How is it even possible that this gentleman 
if he doesn't resign, would be representing Americans because he was elected and lied about, has lied about his, everything about his life. I think that there's a lot of things that he's lied about, whether it's, you know, how much money he's worth. I mean, that that part, whatever. You can't trust any of it. That That's, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But operating a GoFundMe campaign for pet charity, which he falsely claimed was a nonprofit, the fact that he's lied about Jewish heritage, Ukrainian <laughs> heritage. All right, so 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 he's lying about <laughs> but and there's so many things. The stuff about working at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. How can you say that you worked at Goldman Sachs and you never worked there? I worked at ESPN then. I was <laughs> the voice of Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Henry Lake was. Like, there's so many different things, but I think that this is the one that stole the cake for me. Okay. Okay. There's one that really stood out. No, no, no. This this is the one that bothers me beyond a shadow of a doubt. This is the one that really. And it it makes me upset because. And the reason why it makes me upset personally is because I'm somebody without my mother. Mm -hmm. I lost my mother back in 2004. Okay, I miss my mother yeah. every single day. Okay, his Twitter account on July the twelfth of twenty twenty one, George Santos tweeted, "9-11 claimed my mother's life," so I'm blocking, so I don't ever have to read this again. He was responding to somebody, so he claimed. In July of 2021, that his mother died on 9-11. Yes. Then five months later, two days before Christmas, on December the 23rd of the same year, 2021, he tweeted. And this was not in response to anybody else's tweet. He tweeted this on his own. Unsolicited. December 23rd this year marks Five years, I lost my best friend and mentor. Mom, you will live forever in my heart. So so there's a couple things here. First off, 9-11 didn't happen in 2016. And December 23rd, mm-hmm. is it 9-11? This man cannot be trusted at all. The, the American public cannot trust this man. This man has lied about the death of his mother. He's lied about being Jewish. Who Wait, who lies about their mother's passing? I, to, we can sit here and we can debate people being liars mm-hmm. and the levels of embellishing and all of, and, and fabricating stuff. But in what world do we live in in which we are going to seat somebody politically that does this? It doesn't get any lower than that to me. No, this is somebody that was using that to me as sympathy points, right? You want people to feel sorry for you. But 
it's it's one thing, Henry, if you're out there and you're like, okay, what software are you proficient in? Uh, Microsoft Word, X, you know, just the basic little things. But these are intentional lies. Yes. Number one, they're not about anything small. Like these are significant and life. I mean, these are big chunks of your supposed life. And I, I'm floored that we keep hearing about it. But it's like, how does it even get this far? Like, how does it even get to the point that you are elected for Congress? You are about to be sworn in. And now we are finding out about this. Why was this not? I mean, during the campaign trail, everything is unearthed. And if you're going to be this George Santos, if you're going to put something up, he doesn't even delete the tweet. Like, you're not even. He start- deleted his Facebook. Did you know that? I didn't even know that. No, like, no. He deleted I, I, his former private Facebook account. Like, the, what do they say? The internet is in ink. <laughs> like, anything you tweet can be found. Okay? It's, it's like scrubbing your search history. I joke about it all the time. People can find that stuff. Like, this is stuff, Henry, that can be easily debunked. And like, like you said, for your, you know, somebody that lost their parent, I'm, I'm fortunate that I still have my parents and I just, you know, found out about my biological father a year and a half ago. Like to me, I still have that part of me, but if somebody was going to use that as a pawn, it would piss me off. It, it would be like, you're using that something that can be so personal to a lot of people and you're using it for sympathy. In one radio appearance from December of 2020, Santos falsely claimed that his mother fled socialism in Europe and moved to the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, 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 my father fled socialism in Brazil. My mother fled in Europe, and they came out here and built a family. And today they can be proud to have a son who was a well-accomplished businessman who was now running for United States Congress. That's something that wasn't in the cars for my family. He also claimed in another interview from 2020 that he grew up with a white Caucasian mother, an immigrant from Belgium. Mm -hmm. But Santos' mother was born in Brazil. What 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 I get? We just, can't do this. Man. We I cannot get, do this as a country. No, we're but, over the Herschel Walkers. We're over the George Santoses. We're not going to do this. We cannot. We can't put up with this. Stuff. What, what I the one that just like gets me to the point that I have to, and we're laughing about it because it's so absurd. So absurd because it's, it's embarrassing. It, it, it is embarrassing. But where he said he was a during the pam- campaign trail. I'm a, you know, gay, you know, Republican Jew. And these Jewish coalitions had endorsed him. Then he's like, well, no, I acted like a Jew. I was a practicing Catholic. So I was Jewish because I was acting like a Jew. I'm like, number one, I don't even know what that means. Number two, that's something that George Costanza would say on Seinfeld. Like, it's so absurd. You know, I'm Jewish because I act like a, a, a Jew. What does that mean? It's just it. the absurdity of this. Like, and again, how does it get this far? How, how did, 
how did we not know about this? Uh, it, it, it's unbelievable, man. I, it, I mean, it's just. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. All right, so maybe we'll get back to this here a little bit later. But but coming up next, the Gophers win the pinstripe bowl earlier today against Syracuse. But I, I got to tell you, I think that we, we've lost our minds. And I think that we're, we're overdoing it as Gopher fans. I am a Gopher fan, legitimately a Gopher fan. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to piss off every single Gopher fan out there coming up next year on The Lake Show. All right, thanks for listening to The Lake Show. Congratulations to the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They defeated Syracuse in the Bad Boy Mowers pinstripe bowl, 28-20. I'm, and I'm happy, and I'm a Gopher fan. All right, I'm a Gopher fan. And we're going to talk to Daniel House here at the top of the hour, get him to recap the bowl game. But let me say this, and I don't care if any Gopher fan out there calls me a hater. I don't care. I'm just going to tell you off the rip. I don't care. Because I'm going to give you my take, and I stand by it. Because I think a couple of things were said today in the postgame presser. I'm a fan of Tanner Morgan. Um, I like P.J. Fleck. They, had, they said a couple of things that just flat out to me, I can't get with, okay? I cannot get with. And this is no disrespect to Mo. Mo's been a phenomenal running back. But I think we got to pump the brakes here. We just, we have to, and I get it. The stats say he's the greatest running back that's ever played at the U. I disagree because I'm not just a stats guy, but I get it, okay? He he broke Daryl's records and all that. I, in my estimation, Daryl Thompson is the best running back I ever seen play at the U. That's me. But but let me get to a couple things that were stated after the game. Okay, this is PJ Fleck talking about Mo and the standard he set. And he set a standard for every back that walks in here, and he learned from the guys that taught him, and then he took it to a completely different level. Now he's the greatest running back in the history of our school. Stats-wise, greatest running back that's been at the U. Let me just say this. I totally disagree with P.J. Fleck. P.J. Fleck, I'm sorry, he did not set the standard for running backs. The standard had been set. Mo is not the person that came in here and all of a sudden it's running back U. Daryl was phenomenal. Do we forget about Lawrence Maroney? Do we forget about Marion Barber? I mean, rest in peace. What are we talking about here? Are we acting like like there haven't been other good running backs at the U? Even David Cobb. Was David good. Cobb was just about to mention that. I mean, we got to calm. I, and I know some of you are like, Lake, you need to calm down. No, I think it's disrespectful that we're acting like there were no good running backs before Mo Ibrahim was here. It, re- like, recency what? bias. It's, it's recency bias. It's, it's, it's knee-jerk. Is- this is absolutely knee-jerk reactions here. Are, are we serious here? Like props, I'm not. I'm not hating on the kid. He's, he seems like the greatest kid out there. But pump the brakes a second. And then this one in Tanner Morgan. I love Tanner Morgan's story. He's been through a lot between the injuries, losing his father, all of that. I'm, I'm a Tanner Morgan fan. This one threw me for a loop though too. I don't think anybody should ever wear the number 24 ever again at this university because of what he's meant. <sighs> I know it's your guy. I know it's your guy. I get it. But I'm sorry. Mo, no one should ever wear the number again? 
There are five numbers that are retired from the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher football. Five. And you know one of them who's not retired? Daryl Thompson mm-hmm. held the record for the last yeah. 30 years. His number's not retired? What, I mean, what are we doing here? We have lost our minds. <laughs> we really have. I mean, serious. Sandy Stevens, Bronco Nagurski. I mean, people like that Bobby mm-hmm. Bell, one of the greatest. <laughs> Am I on an island here? 651 <laughs> I'm just sitting back and enjoying the show, man. I was going to step in, but I'm like, I mean, no, I'm going to let you go. What I'm, are we doing? I'm going to let you cook, man. This is – see, I – I lo- like this. We, is we, great. No, we have lost our mind. I'm dead serious. Somebody's got to text me or tell me I'm wrong. I know I'm coming across as as, as the man drinking. Let me open you my are, bottle. Yeah, I let me drink the hater. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> yeah, dude, you you. I, they, Gopher fans have lost their minds. I can't PJ, believe you are so I can't believe PJ said he set the standard for backs. <laughs> PJ, where have you been? You have completely flipped out over this. It's <laughs> like. I did not. I think the correct word. I think the kids would say triggered. <laughs> yeah, that's what you are, man. Man, this is. I did not think that this would be the thing that would get your. Goat. I am triggered right now. <laughs> you are. I, so I feel. Di- I feel like. I feel disrespected. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I saw. If I saw. P- if PJ and Tanner walked in here right now, I might hands? try to. I might throw hands with You're both of them. You're throwing hands right now with PJ Fleck over what he said. <laughs> oh man, Tanner Morgan, you don't want the smoke. I mean, oh, se- seriously. I, Mo was Mo retire was the number. Yeah. Like, Mo, dude, Mo was Mo was great and great. Com- and coming back from his Achilles injury. Yes, like he, sometimes players are never the same. The fact that he's going to put himself into the conversation to get into the NFL draft is, is remarkable. But kind of like you, this this program <laughs> has had some really good running backs throughout the years, and. I understand where these guys are just a little bit partial. I totally understand it. But at the same time, there's a little bit of a history lesson to play here as well. And and, and by the way, he he played more games than Daryl. Yeah, because Mo was here for like nine years. I'm sorry. Anybody out there that wants to hit me up on the text (laughs) line, let's have at it. The City's One Plumbing Talking text line, 651-461-9226. I've had enough. Yeah, somebody up. said, hey, let it go. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to Daniel House, Gopher Guru, coming up next year on The Lake Show. Triggered. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.